All right, welcome back to Fleck of Socks, the podcast, episode 96. Today on the show, you remember rooftop Koreans? Now get ready for stick-wielding Sikhs. Then, Lizzo has been pigging on tour, and some of her underpigs are not happy about it. Then after that, Trump got indicted again. We'll go over all the info there while roasting Ron DeSantis. And then we head over to Cringe of the Week, where they're trying to teach bottoming to middle schoolers, and adults are acting like babies. All this and more is Fuckus Talks, the podcast, episode 96, ranked the best new podcast of all time. Because words are just words until action actually starts. And actions speak louder than words, but at the same time, words speak louder than actions because sometimes it's the right thing to do. Very cool. Very cool. Fuck the Stops podcast featuring Richard Bradford. All right, one and done on the intro as always. Guys, this week's episode is brought to you by our new Pulse Plus app. We made an app. Pulse Plus has a brand new app that's available now on the App Store. Download it today. You can check out a bunch of good news articles from the National Pulse. You can watch this show. You can watch Bonus Land and sign up for Bonus Land there. We are working our way up the App Store charts. I believe we're in the top 20. We've passed CNN and Fox and BBC and AP. So make sure you guys download the app. Leave us a five-star review. Send me a screenshot of the five-star review you left, and that gives you a chance to get a base mug or maybe a T-shirt or whatever I'm feeling. I'm giving a bunch of stuff away today. Make sure you guys download the app, support the show, goes a long way, and let's get into the top 10 on the App Store. All right, moving on. Let's get into housekeeping. All right. Thank you to the Pulse Plus app. Make sure you guys download that ASAP, and then make sure you join FuckusTalks.com for bonus land. There's a bonus land dropping at noon Eastern today, extra 30 minutes of the show. Yeah, and National Pulse had a big get with the uh, Tucker interview, so go watch that on the app. They're releasing clips from that, the Tucker interview with the chief of Capitol Police who... Fox News didn't really want that interview getting out. Yep, exactly. They didn't air the full thing. The missing clips are linked in the description, uh, the National Pulse article. All right, let's get into some action. As always, we're going to start the episode with doppelgangers. This week's doppelgangers, I haven't really looked at them. Oh, is this you without a beard? hate when people say... Yeah, this is Richard Rappler without a beard, I guess. Because when they say that, what they mean is wheelchair users are for people who are paralyzed. But not everyone who is a wheelchair user who uses a wheelchair. So that's that you without a beard saying that you don't have you can be fat to need a wheelchair. Yeah, the same beliefs. I have (laughs) everything. Cool. You shot that in your car. Yeah, (laughs) my Ford Focus. All right, moving on. We are getting. Let's get right into the Trump indictment. That's the hot news of the week. Yeah, Trump got indicted again. The uh, the judge who's doing it is an Obama appointee, BLM apologist judge. So that's probably not great. Yeah, in Washington D.C., which voted like ninety six percent for Joe Biden. Some guy comes on to announce the charges who you've never seen before of the mm-hmm. former president who 75 million people voted for. Yeah. So it's all above board here. Banana Republic. Yeah. Full-blown Banana Republic. Um, the subpoena power actually is pretty interesting. Cash Patel was talking about this too. Like I'm a delusionally optimistic person. Mm-hmm. I'm always looking for like our chance even when things are not looking good. Uh, so there is going to be some subpoena power. Yeah. So there is Chris a bill, Ray, stuff yeah. like that. So there is a, the chance that we can kind of like get the 2020 election like judged, yeah, in like a public way with subpoenas, people under oath and stuff. So there's an opportunity there because I truly believe it was stolen. So if we have people on the record forced to tell the truth, forced to hand over evidence. I think we can prove some stuff that maybe otherwise would have been done. Yeah, it's weird also, though, that they indicting, they're indicting Trump two and a half years after January 6th. It's like they were sitting on this for a while until he had the clear uh, Republican yeah. lead by a mile. So exactly. fascinating to watch how the world works. You yeah, know? exactly. And I also want to get on the record again over a year ago on this show. It's in video record. I made the claim that it is possible that the aliens could come back and then they could know the true score of the 2020 election. Mm. And that was kind of like a chance, like a pathway to victory of like what really happened. How can we tell the public if the aliens come back and say Trump won the election? Yeah, I'll believe those first order of business for those aliens. (laughs) Um, Yep. And then there was a pretty funny meme I saw. I just screenshotted it before we started shooting. Uh, John Detroit, John Detroit. Um, hey, I never took French. John Dutois. 
Yeah. It, it, it's say it with is. confidence. Uh, and I actually know this guy, so I should know how to say his name. Uh, Republicans won't admit how base Joe is. He can't form a sentence, doesn't care. He runs a corrupt business with his crackhead criminal son. He jails his political opponents. He shits in his pants in front of the Pope. And now this ad, based AF. Yeah. Dark branded. Yeah. He's living the yeah, He's evil. Life. He's living the meme. Goes to the beach. He's a fourth, 40% of his uh, presidency is on vacation. Yeah. His press secretary just doesn't even answer the questions. <laughs> like, it's, it's, like, it's like, we should take notes because yeah. this is what we need to do when we get into power. It's a pretty good operation. Yeah. If we ever get into power again, we need to have a Joe Biden term. Uh, Ron DeSantis kind of dropped the ball in his response. Again, the guy just keeps botching it. Yeah, I mean, everybody who is a Trump and DeSantis fan knows that this is Banana Republic, Fugazi, Fugazi shit, and Ron DeSantis comes up with it. As president, I will end the weaponization of the government, replace the FBI director, and ensure a single standard of justice for all Americans. While I've seen reports, I have not read the indictment. I do, though, believe uh, we need to enact reform so that America Americans have the right to remove cases from Washington, D.C. to their home districts. Washington is a swamp, blah, blah, blah. You didn't read the report. You didn't read Couldn't it. Couldn't be bothered. Aren't you a lawyer? Yeah. You didn't read it. Uh, so he's kind of stuck. Um, oh, I'll return the law of justice. They're trying to kill us. <laughs> you know, like they're trying to go for the throat. And then yeah. you give this weak thing. And that was our biggest complaint with him earlier for the earlier Trump indictments of and arrests. Just- and he's kind of stuck. He's stuck with his gay influencer mafia and whatever they're up to. Yeah. So he's stuck and he has to stand by whatever they're doing. And it's basically like Christina Pushaw fighting the most influential MAGA people and trying to bulldoze them because they called her ugly. Mm. So now it's like Ron DeSantis. It's like, oh, yeah, we got into a fight with the most important MAGA influencers because they called me ugly and you're on my side, right? Yeah. And I'm like, well, we could have maybe been allies with those people. I don't think bulldozing MAGA was was the right game plan, but that's what happens when you ask you know, Christina push on Will Chamberlain and Bud Sexton what to do. Yeah. And and it's it's almost like, yeah, now the DeSantis campaign is involved in like some old ethnic war in Eastern Europe. And then he's like, how do I how do I hate these people? Like what? Remind me again. <laughs> exactly. Why am I sending weapons to, you know, Romania? Yeah. So how's that going for you, Ron? It's called third place. It's called can't even beat Vivek Ramswamy. Yeah. Well, Vivek, at least he has a, a strong stance on the weaponization and all that. So and just the wild goose chase. So Yeah. So I like Vivek for what he's doing, aka replacing Ron DeSantis as second in the polls. Yeah. That's a great that's a great person for us. It's a little proxy, a little Mujahideen. Yeah. I don't think he us. yeah, I don't think he <laughs> I don't think he views America like I saw that tweet that uh, I think Patrick Casey had where he challenged Vivek to seeing America as like an economic zone instead of like a national place with an identity and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of agree with that, but uh I do like to see him you know, when he says the right things. And I think Anomaly calls him Republican chat GPT or something mm-hmm. like that, which I kind of agree with. Like, yeah. says everything you want to hear. Exactly. And it's like, well, are you going to do it? I don't know. I'll go with the guy who I know at least tried to do it and uh, has a good track record. Yeah, exactly. Vivek is great at the sound bites. Mm-hmm. He's great at sounding reasonable on the All In podcast and stuff like that. But we need someone who's got that dog in him. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? There was a uh, funny meme, I guess, that was going around about Trump versus DeSantis. <laughs> and it says, uh, DeSantis will spend six figures to have a comedian write him jokes just for Trump to call him like gay Ron and end his career. <laughs> Which is exactly it. He's uh, trying to sound like a cool guy to get the jokes. And then Trump won't even be prepared. He'll call you gay Ron. And that'll yeah. just cook you. I saw another one where uh, someone said Trump should call DeSantis. No Riz Ron. No <laughs> yeah. Riz. He's got no Riz. He's got people. no Riz. <laughs> yeah. Not a not a big Riz guy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's not fun. Trump's. I think there's going to be a uh, Mike Pence had a similar statement as yeah. well. Like all these nobody Republicans, like spineless shit. Like, well, if he gets thrown into the wood chipper, that's on him. Yeah. You know, like no president's ever been prosecuted for basically anything ever. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a executive privilege is like this huge thing, and it's just not worth doing. But it's going to be a crescendo. It's leading up to something. You know, like yeah. you do this, there's going to be a mugshot too. Yeah, in Georgia, they're saying yeah, crazy. So. Um, all right, moving on. We'll keep everyone posted on that. Uh, Justin Trudeau got divorced. Did he? Yeah, he got divorced. Uh, so it makes you wonder. Well, I actually want to open up the odds book, our little parlay book. Okay. 
And I want odds that within the within a year before the 2024 election, Justin Trudeau will say, as a member of the 2SLGBTQIA plus community, and he's going to come out and be a little something, a little yeah. gay. Maybe he's bisexual. Maybe he'll say he's bisexual. He's going to dip the toe in. Yeah, those uh, you're not going to get good odds yeah. on Justin Trudeau being gay. It's, it's just basically one to one. One to one. Yeah, <laughs> even I don't know. money. Even money. So what do you want to put down? I just want everyone to hear it here first. Okay. Yeah. Justin Trudeau is going to say, as a member of the 2SLG, LGBT, stupid whatever acronym he says, and uh, that's going to be his, what he's going to run on whenever his next election is. Yeah, it's funny, the 2SL, 2Spirit, that's like big in Canada. They really yeah. have to honor that because mm-hmm. that's like all the indigenous up in Canada who they- I feel like a deer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever they say. All right, moving on. Very important housekeeping. Two pages only, but they're full. Okay. Uh, next, let's get into the alien technology post that was on, I think, Reddit or something. Yeah, this was Wall Street Bets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it said the LK99 room temperature superconductor is probably alien technology. It's just too much of a co- So this was like a, a breakthrough, a scientific breakthrough that happened. Uh, of Where room- like superconductor computers or whatever don't need to be cooled anymore. This one can just run on room temp, right? Yeah. And then like scientists are trying to verify it, stuff like that. I don't really know that much about it, but aliens. Uh, it's a new breakthrough. Yeah. And Fleckus thinks it's aliens. <laughs> um, so it's too much of a coincidence that suddenly the U.S. Congress is like, yeah, UFOs are a thing. And we have a ship with an organic non-human pilot body. And now LK-99 which is the uh, superconductor, uh, and AI. Come on, it's the alien tech age. It's bigger than the Industrial Revolution. It's bigger than the wheel. It's bigger than fire. Yep, and then someone replied something that I would say, ticker, date, price, please. <laughs> How like do I a, buy options on this? Looking for investment advice on calls? alien tech. How do I buy calls on it? What's the ticker? Yeah, so that's kind of how Fleckus is. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't want to hear the the thesis, the explanation, or I don't learn need about, to know how it works. Yeah. I just need to know the ticker. And uppies and up or downies. Or down. yeah. <laughs> so don't be like him. Oh, and Bud Light earnings came. Uh, we got to give an update the, on the, that. The thesis was correct. Yeah. And Fleckus sold most of his options before, before the earnings earnings. after implied volatility kind of spiked. So he made money. Uh, but, you know, it, it wasn't. They didn't get destroyed, destroyed. They're, I didn't get destroyed. I didn't get rich. Yeah. I yeah. just, you know, made the money back mm-hmm. and then a little bit. Absolutely. Um, all right. There's, there's a Wolf of Wall Street meme that went along with the alien technology. Please read that. It's in the Leonardo DiCaprio voice. The name of the metal is LK99. It is a cutting edge ambient pressure room temperature superconductor. It has both huge military and civilian applications. And that's not even the best part. John, you can make it in your oven at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the kind of sell that would make me go, all right, I need to buy this now. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then also, which is why you're a losing trader for the most part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and also just to remember, I saw this video the other day. It's playing in the background here. Uh, the guy plugs like a light bulb into a tree and then it lights up. Yeah. So Uncle Fester tried to tell us. Yeah, yeah. Electricity is free. Don't forget it. Also, on top of that, we need to get all of the heavy metals out of our bodies before they microwave us. Just make sure you guys know that. Let's take this opportunity to tickle the algo, juice the algo, tickle the post, juice the post, help us out, leave a comment, like the video, notifications on, and then also make sure you watch Tuesday's episode if you missed it. Yeah. Also, leave a comment if you have realized that Fleckus is wearing the same cutoff Bill Belichick hoodie for the last 10 podcasts. I, I Do we found, like it? Do we? <laughs> I found something I like. Yeah, clearly. It's a summer hoodie. It's actually perfect. Okay. All right, moving on. Uh, the van lady. Yeah, I sold my home for a facelift, and now I look fabulous, but live in a van. <laughs> okay. Okay. Nice to meet you, lady. That's like what someone says to you at Starbucks, and you're <laughs> like, okay, uh, I got it. Thanks. All right. Want me to buy you a muffin? Leave me alone. Uh, and it's funny because living in a van, remember? How much is a facelift? 7K? 10K? Yeah, that's a good point. She lost her house. <laughs> it's like, now I look fabulous. And it's like, is that the picture on the right? Yeah. You look fabulous now. Mm-hmm. And you live in a van. And I was thinking, remember back in the day, I live in a van down by the river. It was like a meme for people who were like losers. Yeah, of course. Now it's like half of America doesn't have $400. They probably, living in a van would be a reach. Yeah, living, those vans are like 50 grand now. <laughs> the Sprinter vans, you They know? can't even do it. Yeah. All right, moving on. Um, we actually found a hack, a paper plate hack. I don't know if you guys are always doing dishes 
we've kind of been trying to figure out how to lower our dishes used and using the washing machine and all the cleaning and stuff that goes along with it. Yeah. So we found a hack on how to get more use out of your plates. I know I ain't the only one that does this. I put a plastic bag over my plates. That way I ain't got to wash them afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Let's see, after you're done, you just take off the paper plate or you take off the plastic. That's actually a genius idea. Yeah, that's a good tip. That seems to be working well for him. Anything else you need to add to that? No. I think that's just looks good. like a good sandwich. <laughs> it's like great advice, good sandwich, and it cuts down how much you need to wash those plates. Yep. Smart. I actually made a uh, homemade banh mi the other day. Yeah. You had one too. I did. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. Only downside, it costs like $50. I know. That's what I was going to say. It took me six hours, and it cost $50. You buy every ingredient. It's like you start to understand why the economy exists and why you just get banh mi from the banh mi guy. Yeah, because you have to make an Asian slaw. It's called economies of scale, and uh, we don't have them. You know, When you have to order every item from the store. Yeah, so I got smoked. Six hours, 50 bucks, and it was probably more than 50 bucks. To make a bond me that was like slightly worse than the other guy's bond me. So. Isn't that the bad part where even at the end of it all, it doesn't even taste as good as the restaurant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let well, that be a lesson. Let's move on. We kind of have to go fast through this next part. This is the show shout outs. Um, number one, the lady, there was a lady who said she'd change her name to Subway for us. Yeah, she said, I will change my name to Subway if Subway will make a sandwich called Snarf Snarf O'Banion and feature it in every store nationwide. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> At my age, people call me either Mom, Grandma, or Mrs. Hildreth. I'm fine with changing the name on paper. <laughs> so we appreciate that. Falls in your court, Subway. Yeah. Make the Snarf Snarf sandwich. Unfortunately, I don't think this podcast has the leverage to get a nationwide Snarf Snarf sandwich, so you're safe, Mrs. Hildreth. For now, but I'm working on it. Yeah. I am working on it. Yeah, send a few um, emails. There was an anniversary shout-out someone wanted us to do, which we're happy to do. Uh, do you have that? I don't remember what anyone's name was. Um, yeah, well, it's interesting because it says, Hi, Richard Rappaway. My husband and I are huge fans of the show. Our 20-year anniversary is August 1st, so we missed it. We've been watching you guys since Fleckus was using the spoon. I was wondering if it's at all possible for you guys to give my husband a happy 20th anniversary, Bobby. Shout out. Happy 20th anniversary, Bobby. Bobby. Shout out. You got it. A couple uh, days late. The wife's name wasn't in this from Twitter. So just for you, Bobby. Just for you, Bobby. You're the one keeping it all together. <laughs> um, all right. There was a plumber who found a Fleckus message in his in the wall, which is pretty cool. About to install this balancing valve. Goes right here. Putting pipes in. The hot water return system. It's plumbing. Like check out like this access panel. So somebody came up here and shouted out my boy Flacco. Yeah. Turns out they have the best number one podcast of all time. Best number one podcast of all time. That's how we say it. Yep. And then last <laughs> and then last one, there was a shout out at a local little concert in a small town somewhere. The clam diggers. Crowd. I just want to thank them, the Clam Diggers. You did a great job. I just want to give a shout out to Fleckers Talks. It's a podcast on YouTube. I suggest you all check it out. So, Americana is the great podcast. Greatest in the world. <laughs> the greatest in the world. Best po- greatest podcast in the world. No such thing as bad press. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. Especially because a lot of you guys watch the show with people, like your girlfriend or your boyfriend or like your family and a bunch of people. And I only get one view for that. That's true. So start. Yeah, you people in a group, we get one view. Let's start juicing the numbers. If you're at work and you already watch the show, just open it on your phone and let it play on the side. (laughs) We need stuff like that. Occupy your screen time, drain your battery, (laughs) just eat it for us. We need juiced algos. All right, moving on. We need to get more serious because we are done with the the fun stuff, the shout outs. We have to get into the actual news. Okay. Uh, Japan is mad about all the Oppenheimer memes. Yeah. So in response, they've made some 9-11 memes, I guess, and yeah. some Osama bin Laden memes. Yeah, they're doing a crossover of our biggest terrorist <laughs> moment with Barbie, so just so that they know how to feel, I guess. Uh, but, you know, Japanese Twitter kind of uh, didn't underestimate underestimated how much America 
likes 9-11 jokes still. Yeah. So oh. 9-11 jokes are no big deal, and we all know what really happened that day. Yeah. Um, and then moving on, you know how Oppenheimer and Barbie came out at the same time? Simultaneous release? Yeah, of course. Uh, we have another simultaneous release coming up next month, and it's Paw Patrol and Saw, a.k.a. Saw Patrol, coming your way. Nice. That's Saw still going? What are they on, episode 10? Yeah, they did one last time with Chris Rock, I think. It was called like Spiral or something, and it was horrible. I had to turn that one off. Couldn't yeah. even watch it. They didn't do any of the old stuff. And then that's Paw Patrol on the right. I think that's Chase is one of the guys. I, I wouldn't know. I know a lot of the, uh, the Paw Patrol people from the family vacation I went on. All right, let's move on. Quick question. Does Rob say Ibiza or Ibiza? He, he says Ibiza. Yeah, with I a th. So just want to get that on the record. Yeah. Uh, all right. Lizzo's on some pig shit. Yeah. Lizzo came under fire. Um, do you want to get into the specifics of the story? She like Basically, the story comes down to she may have been mean to her uh, da- dancers, who are all big girls. They're all fat. Yeah. Um, she was mean to them, and she took them to, like, a sex show in Amsterdam during their tour in Amsterdam. Uh, they were some of them were pressured into eating bananas out of a uh, stripper, a sex show worker's vagina, mm-hmm. um, and there was some dildos around. It was a it was a disgusting sex show. Yeah. And then Lizzo was also kind of mean. One of the girls said that she was forced to defecate to soil herself on stage during an excruciating re-audition, fearing the repercussions. Um, stuff. Wait, 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 wait. Stuff like that. So this is like an all-encompassing suit from some former dancers who are all heavy girls. Hey, they are biting the hand that feeds them. There is nobody else on earth who is going to put you big girls on tour as a dancer other than Lizzo. Stabbing Lizzo in her fat fucking back. (laughs) Right in the the fold. Right right in that one fold. (laughs) Yeah. All the way in. So obviously we are not, we like making fun of Lizzo. Um, but a huge portion of us making fun of Lizzo comes from the fact that she's so elevated and revered in the media mm-hmm. that like she's this big, black, talented girl. She plays the flute. She does fat twerking. We call it pegging on stage, you know. And so we wouldn't we actually liked Lizzo. Lizzo had an album that came out in what, like 2012 or 14 or something? Mm, 2018. OK. So she was undiscovered for a while and put out good music. And that was early to Lizzo. Exactly. And, but ultimately she became this symbol of like this fat social justice pigging, healthy at every size, nothing matters. She's still healthy. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just rubbed us the wrong way. And obviously, because we're not the target demo for that. But Lizzo got elevated to this like revered status by the media. And now it's like, well, she might've been mean. She might've called him fat. They went to a sex show. It's like Lizzo talks about pigging all the time. Yeah. They're going to go to a sex show in Amsterdam. That's pretty on brand for what you guys do on stage too. Right? Yeah. And also if it's not a place you're comfortable and you don't want to do it, don't go leave. You can really get up. It's not like Lizzo's there. Like, Oh, I'm going to retaliate you professionally and fire you after Mm -hmm. you left the sex show. Yeah. So So I, I believe it to be a, you know, whatever lawsuit, like a money grab type of thing. It does seem that way. On first first glance. But it's like, you guys, there's no tour. There's no tour that exists that you can get hired on, especially after you sued your employer and you're a fat dancer. They might know that because they might be like, all right, we finished the tour. We're never going to get hired again. No one needs fat dancers. Yeah. Let's just sue Lizzo. Money and, grab. And just get it all. Yeah. Money so, grab. Uh, along with that, there was also a Hollywood writer strike. Yeah. Obviously still going on. We've been covering that for weeks now. But there was a, a writer's strike meme thing that happened where a person was talking to someone on Hinge who was a Hollywood writer. Yeah, this uh, this girl said, I asked a guy for his most opinion, controversial opinion on Hinge. And this guy goes, okay. And she goes, here we go. He says, I don't care about the writer's strike. I think there are way too many pseudo-intellectual wannabe artists in Hollywood. 99% of films and TV shows are trash. And it's ultimately killing the industry anyway. Anyway, find another profession. That's exactly our take. Yeah, that's uh, not that controversial. What does he always say? Nobody wants to watch your Mindy Kaling bullshit. Exactly. That, like, pretty much that sums it up. And then Uh, she replied, and he said this not knowing she was a writer. So, uh, so she was like posted this on Twitter to dunk on him. Like us writers, we're really the cream of the crop. We are the intellectuals. 
And some guy uh, responds to the thread and goes, are you a good screenwriter? What's something you helped make? Like, I need some context here. Yeah. Because this guy might be a dead ringer. He must be talented. Uh, And then somebody replied and said, here's one, LMAO. Someone get this girl a Golden Globe and a pay raise. And uh, it's a TV script called Dentata, 59 pages. Three women and one man at Columbia University who develop vagina dentata, vagina with teeth in response to trauma, struggle to heal and find love in an unpredictably violent world. Oh, you're a good screenwriter. You're the best. Yeah, we got to get a movie like that. Yeah, you need a million dollars because you wrote a vagina teeth screenplay. (laughs) These people, man, they have no, they've lost the plot so far. So many times over and over and they need to raise. It's like, you guys, you need to raise. You're lucky. You're up to your knees in the water. The boat's going down. Yeah, no, the Titanic. I need to raise the violin guy. (laughs) Dude, it's <laughs> over. And and especially that kind of like, the guy explained it exactly right. Pseudo-intellectual feminist. He could have added more. He probably didn't yeah. want to just offend her. But well, uh, that's dating in LA. Yeah. Um, all right, last clip of housekeeping before we get into cringe. Uh, there's a zip line clip that really kind of made me nervous. Click, click, click. Here you go. Shouldn't be material flying off the zip line. Yeah, put your hand in front of it. That'll slow you down. Is that what you zip line on just a hook like that? No, it's you it's usually should have a wheel in it so that it has it's like frictionless. This is just like the metal's gonna wear down on. And so this guy gets to a point in the cord where it's where it's snagged or whatever, and I don't know if he can even get his thing over it. That's why I don't do shit like that. That gives me sweaty palms and I don't do shit like that. If I was on that, it would shave it off. Yeah. You're the metal would be gone at the end, you'd be at dead in a canyon like a cartoon. Yeah. And then straight down. No argument here. Even if I had to put my legs up and do the the shimmy across, I'm not going to make it. Yeah. Well, that's the end of housekeeping. Let's move on to cringe of the week. First clip of cringe of the week. Uh, They're teaching bottoming in schools or they want to teach bottoming in schools. Yep. Let's check this out. One piece of advice you would give to someone who's bottoming or just starting out on bottoming, what would you say? So... Unfortunately, it's probably not something that's covered in sex ed in the classroom in middle school or high school. So for most guys that are starting out or are interested in bottoming at some point, I think it's important to just really find a resource or information on what to expect, you know, how you should prep for it, what the sensations are, so you don't go into it blind. Really, I feel like if you're not expecting something or if you just aren't comfortable going into sex or bottoming, you're going to get frustrated and you're just not going to have an enjoyable time. Um, at Maze, we did develop a bottoming ebook, which you can find in the link in our bio. Feel free to check it out. So according good- to this guy, it's important for middle school kids, according to this guy, to be taught about how to get effed in the A. Unfortunately. There's no resources for the middle schoolers on bottoming. Yeah. Tips for bottoming. So it's like, so what are we talking about here? What, what are the tips? Yeah. Th- you you did a 30 second or a 90 second video and you didn't give us any of the tips. You, there's plenty of time to talk, right? Yeah. Tell if, us what you want to tell the kids. If middle schoolers can hear this, you can just tell us right now. We're adults, right? Yeah. So just what are the tips? It, it It's it shit management. Is it all poop and butt stuff? Is it all like managing your poop and not eating before it? And like, like washing your ass out with water? In the shower, you go into the shower and you wash your ass out so poop doesn't get on the guy's dick? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about here? Because you want this for middle schoolers and- And you are very professional about it. Yeah. Oh, you wrote an ebook. <laughs> Why don't you just tell us the tips? Yeah. What do you want to tell the kids? Yeah. Why don't so, you just tell everybody? So, yeah. And I think that's a broader theme that we see in a lot of these things where they use some soft language, right? Like, well, bottoming, you know? No, it, there's a very descriptive way to describe exactly what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, bottoming and everyone should know and there's resources. It's like- 
but they're afraid to talk about it in the general like thing because it's so disgusting and so detailed that it would humiliate them. It's violently inappropriate. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, these guys say these throwaway phrases like, unfortunately, it's not taught to middle schoolers. Yeah. And it's just like, I want to beat you up and stuff you in a locker. Mm-hmm. You're not a good person at all. Yeah. And here's what they're teaching the kids in China. Instead, we're teaching them how to be bottoms in gay relationships. And here's what they do in China. Here's what they teach them. Straight to the end. Straight to the end, straight through. That's what they teach in China. Uh, There is some light at the end of the tunnel. There's a silver lining, kind of. Uh, The high school kids in America, uh, they're trending more conservative. The boys, at least. The girls are trending more liberal, but the boys are trending more conservative. Uh, And it's kind of like, why is that happening? I think when you're constantly being told what, what you're doing wrong, what you can't do, what the problem with your gender is by liberal progressive women who and weak men it kind of makes people wake up and like try to go against that and push back against that uh the high school boys if you're a senior in high school at this point you've been through blm riots you've been through covid you've been through trump all that stuff so it's like based on all those things you're seeing you'll trend conservative and then the progressives will pretend like, oh, why is this happening? There's like, no, there must be something nefarious. <laughs> yeah. Like as if this right wing like shift happens in a vacuum, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's good to see that. I'm well, happy. It's good to see it. But it's like, imagine being a kid in high school and you're told this is doctrine, right? Black lives matter, but all lives matter is a racist statement. And then you go, huh, that's weird. I'm a white kid. Mm. And like, there's so many obvious examples. Same thing with COVID. But like, oh, all lives matter. You can't say it. And then nobody ever gives you an explanation of exactly why that's reasonable. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like uh, you, you, people don't show their work, you know, like old school test wise. Oh, show your work. It's like, no, no, no. I don't have to show you my work. Well, historically, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, I'm just a kid in 2023 right now. I'm a senior. I'm trying to go to college, you know? Yeah. And the um, way they used to explain things to kids, it would be like, uh, like on a curriculum, it would be like, here's the evidence, here's the data, here's the conclusion, here's the evidence, here's the data, here's the conclusion. And now they're just jumping straight to the conclusion without yeah. any of the supporting evidence. And if there was supporting evidence, it would actually contradict what they're saying. And it's just, here's reality. If you say anything against it, you're problematic. And you're also polling kids who literally got half of, or not half, but a certain portion of their childhood and high school experience stolen from them by manic women and Muppet leftist doctors, right? Yeah, people in masks scared. So, I mean, d- oh, no, they they were just going to eat that. They're, they were just going to eat that and stay right down the mm-hmm. line, you know? Uh, they they act like it happens in a vacuum with no cause to the effect. You exactly. Know? So shout out to the high school conservatives. You're probably watching. Some of you are probably watching. Yeah, and girls, so, girls are just hook, line, and sinker on the party line for, yeah. uh, you know, who the nice party is. Which makes sense. That's yeah. kind of how we got into this problem in the first place. 100%. People voting and people having equal voting rights. doesn't help. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the polyamorous guy who's now has a trans girlfriend. Yeah. Do we want to preface this? We covered this guy. Yeah. So this was the guy. Remember, he was living in the trailer and he was in a polyamorous relationship and he was doing those weird TikToks where he's like, hey, I'm Adam. And and I got two boyfriends and a girlfriend. And he does cuts like where he's like looking coming out way. of a door. And then, yeah. Um, High production value for something shot on a cell phone. Yeah, for so, sure. So, so this he, is what he's, his new video is about. Five things I wish I would have known before dating a trans woman. Number one, this girl is every bit of a woman. And then some. Think of her as that Happy Meal with the extra special toy that you haven't played with yet. Number two, you say, hey, Adam, I've already got that toy to play with myself. Why would you need a second toy to play with at the same time? Did we need a second Ace Ventura pet detective movie? Did the Chappelle show need a second season? Did we really need to clone Kanye West to make a second? Wait, that's a bad example. But moral of the story is good things coming to Pause it real quick. Using Dave Chappelle to justify dating a trans person, you didn't really do your homework. You're not <laughs> familiar with his material. <laughs> yeah. And also, Dating a trans person because good things come in twos and the second thing is another person's dick. Yeah. He's just like speaking in colloquialisms, hoping nobody goes, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but Adam, I'm not a homosexual. Yeah. Number three. You ever have one of those nights where you want to have a little bit of fun, but your schlong and chimichanga doesn't want to show up to the big game? 
Well, who better to understand than a woman who has dealt with those same complications? So now when she says, oh, it's okay, babe, it looks cute, you know she's coming from a place of empathy and not pity. Number four, no, this does not make you gay. Listen, this is a little bit different than those sleepovers you and your bros used to have when you were younger. That was a little gay. Being with a woman of any kind means every part of her is feminine. And while I can't fully explain it, that feminine energy is the hottest thing. Mm. We we can end it right after yeah. he calls little kids sleepovers gay, but a trans woman banging a trans woman is yeah. is that straight? She's okay. a powerful woman. She, yeah, she benches two eighty five. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's very funny that um, these people. We've kind of talked about this on the show before for the polyamory people or the polyamory like Reddit or f- internet forums. Half of the content is uh, about silencing that inner voice saying, mm-hmm. I feel jealous. This is wrong. This feels wrong. This feels wrong. Yeah. So he's moved on from polyamory propaganda to now an even louder internal voice. I'm not gay. Mm. Don't, don't. This, this is person a man. Has a dick. This person this has is a, a man. <laughs> and so he's, he's moved on to now silencing that voice yeah. that's in all of you. Um, it kind of sucks for the trans person because she has to hang out with this guy who makes this like stupid content. Yeah, they did 40 takes. You see how many cuts there were in there? And then the trans person just has to hang out, but it's like you could be hanging out with a way better content creator. Yeah. Yeah. So that's tough. And also funny enough, um, I read some of the comments on this post that said this guy was basically booted from the polyamory group he used to be in and making content for. Mm. So Just didn't even make the cut there. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, adult babies. There's an article headline that came out that adults are acting like babies. It says, adult babies is the newest trend taking off in the LGBTQ community. We have a little bit of a video of what that looks like. So this guy's just got his shit fried wrong. Yeah, he's fucked up. (laughs) His guy's brain fried. His guy's wires crossed. Uh, And then it's, it's interesting because when you have stuff like this, we show it. And then if you're showing this to a progressive person, they are obligated by the religion that they're in, basically, of progressivism to be like, that's fine. That's part of the plus. <laughs> yeah. That's the plus. You guys put a plus, a placeholder for anything, and that's part of it. Exactly. And that's exactly. Because, like, last week we showed the guy who dresses up as a dog. Mm-hmm. He's in there. He's in the plus. People who now think they're babies. People who want to have sex with trans people. In the plus. They're in all the in plus. the plus. And that's what the, the plus provides. And then, obviously, we always say the plus will eventually stand for pedophiles as well. And it's like, yeah, that's the end game. Uh, and where does it end, you know? This is kind of like we're we're – we're kind of poking around to the bottom of the slippery slope and there's sediment, there's bedrock. There might, we might be stopped soon. We're getting towards the I don't end. know where to go. Um, and then this guy, it's, it's interesting because the LGB, you know, lesbians, gays, and bi's, they're just doing the minimum degenerate behavior. Yeah. So they're over here and then the T's came in and th- there's, there's beef. And then now there's going to be beef between the T's and the B's, the babies. You think the T's are going to say, hey, anyone who came after in the plus, you're not part of the LGBT core group? I don't know. I like it. I like the beef, though. I like making their tent as big as possible and let them fight. Yeah. And uh, And a little trick is just finding, you know, find the person who's saying, oh, it's minor attracted people. They're not pedophiles. And then prop them up and then say, oh. Progressives. Here's your spokesperson. Here's here's your spokesperson for the week. This yeah. is what you guys are cool with, right? And then they'll either say yes or no. And then if they say yes, they're roasted. If they say no, they're kicked out. Then they're disenfranchised, free agents. And then maybe they'll lean right. I don't know. Also, just to uh, roast this a little bit, it's like your options of being a baby. Like once you do it, all you can do is like goo goo gaga and rattle the thing around. It's not. It's not very you know exciting unless yeah. it's just a fetish thing. At which point you got to tell us, right? I think it's a, I think they, they get off on it. Of course. All right, let's go move on to the guy who went to Korea to be gay. This is, yeah, this is actually fascinating too for the tea community. For a couple of months last year. How has that experience been for you so far? I actually had a really tough time. It was in a time in my life where I was also going through some psychological things, I think, and so it kind of helped push me into a little bit of a depression. I used to dress really differently. I used to wear really bright and colorful, like tutus and stuff like that, and I've traveled the world to different countries looking like that, and you get looks or whatever. And here it was really strange because I got zero looks in a way that was really obvious that it wasn't like everyone was chill about it. It was like almost like people were trying not 
to see me or like acknowledge my existence in a really strange way that I hadn't experienced anywhere else before. And it kind of like you're just walking around feeling like a ghost because you're just like literally no one's acknowledging like my existence. And it just felt very strange to like just have that towards the end of my long trip here in 2019. And then I had to do a lot of development, went to therapy when I got back to the US. And I'm even like shaking talking about it now just because it, it was really transformative mm. for me. Shaking so talking about it now. So, so much of the identity, the trans identity relies on the attention you get from people. Yeah. External responses. Um, so he was dressing like a twink in South Korea. Yeah. And then instead of being like, oh, twink, nice. You're doing great. This is better than normal guys. <laughs> they just kind of like didn't look at him and were kind of disgusted by him. Yeah. Treat him like Medusa. I'm not even going to like, <laughs> I'm not even coming close. And so he had a breakdown. He, he got depressed because- oh, my acting out isn't getting the proper response that I thought it would. So it's yeah. like, are you really this? Or because if you were like your true authentic self, right? You'd be like, okay, whatever. Some people don't want to be my friend, but I'm happy because I'm happy internally because I'm being my true authentic self. But that didn't happen here. Yeah, so much of their true authentic selves relies on the re re reciprocity, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Well, just... It's a bounce back. It's yeah. Like, yeah, it's a transaction. It's not just a one way street where I'm just living my life. And there was also this Reddit post that kind of went along with it. Uh, it says, I guess I thought my family and friends would have been would have had more questions when I came out. Yeah. So we're, we're noticing a theme, right, of people who need the external to match what they're doing and be validated by it. So uh, everyone expressed their surprise when I told them I was trans. I live in Florida. So starting HRT is going to be a process. Uh, they go on to talk about doctor and hormones and stuff. Uh, they're not going to use she, her till I feel more like I can girl mode more consistently. I expected my sisters one year older twins to really start planning and asking a lot of wildly personal questions, but no, all's quiet on the Western front. I know people have their own lives. I guess I just kind of thought that people would want to talk to me more about it. And that's just kind of not happened. I'm feeling like I shouldn't be upset by that. Everyone took it well, but I don't know. I kind of prepared myself for this and nothing's really happened. I even started feminizing my voice and no real comments, LOL. I will admit, feeling like I expected attention makes me feel like I'm invalidating the point of this. Did I just want attention and uh, and now that I'm not getting it, it's bothering me? I know I'm going to make it through. Uh, I know I'm going through with my transition, but feeling like I'm doing it for attention is really messing with me. Yeah, so you kind of like got red-pilled yourself by accident there. Where you're like, oh, I'm going to be this girl. I'm going to be flamboyant. I'm going to be in girl mode. And everyone's going, all right, I don't care. Yeah, you're a girl. Exactly. And, and it's like, well, it's not fun anymore. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it, you were guys were going to go yeah, crazy. I thought dad was going to get mad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the irony of it is they p went to post this on like a trans subreddit thing. And what kind of answers do you think you're going to get? They're all going to say, no, that's normal. Keep going. Do yeah. it. Do it again. And it's like, if you talk to like a reasonable psychi psychiatrist or even a group of just middle-aged men at a bar, mm -hmm. they'd tell you better advice than this subreddit will. And they'd be like, well, you should really examine that and dig deep yeah, because it's, it's one thing and embarrassing to have like a, I announced to my family I was transitioning and then lived a normal life. That's still embarrassing. You'd still leapt off a cliff and the family's going to make fun of you at Christmas for yeah. years to come. Um, but you know. You really need to like dig at those feelings and examine something. But this person is just obviously going to get spun in the spiral of like the direction they're already going. Right. Yep. Exactly. So, uh, a lot then, of need for external validation from these people. I thought, I thought it was the whole world was against them and they still did it. And, but it seems like every word, everything really matters. Of course. And then where there is people not caring about trans, there are obviously people who do care about trans. A woman who's getting cancer treatment at a clinic, uh, she was kicked out because she complained about the trans flag. It says a woman receiving cancer treatment at blah, blah, blah clinic was told she can no longer be a patient at the clinic after she sent a message criticizing a trans flag hanging prominently at the entrance. She told us that she requested that she told us that they requested she go in for reeducation and she refused. So you can't get cancer treatment unless you say good job, gay trans people. You got to bow down to the flag and, uh, and repent. You have to repent to their religion, Re not yours. Yeah. Crazy. So uh, there was also a Harvard study, which is that meme right there on the right. Uh, Harvard study that kids know that they're trans in the, in the womb. It says Harvard Hospital claims babies know in womb they're transgender. 
So on one hand, it's just a clump of cells. On the other hand, that clump of cells know it knows it's trans. So that's what you have to keep up with. And you know what? It just makes me so weird that like not once have I ever or we ever said something that's so blatantly contradictory, you know? Yeah. Like not once have I gotten really into like a, well, I said this, but oh no, I changed 180. Like it's crazy how often that happens with them. Mm-hmm. And that's, I guess, the how it goes with an, an ideology that kind of creeps into every facet of life. But then there's a reason for it to be woke here, but broke here. You know, mm-hmm. it just is so weird to me. Yeah, exactly. And well, it's sad that people don't see it, right? Yeah. Or obviously the Fleckus watchers do. We see it. Um, let's move on out of the trans stuff. Our last clip of cringe is the white privilege girl. Yeah, let's see what a 18-year-old high school white girl has to say. My mother told me that suggesting that white privilege is real is disrespectful to my father and all of the work that he's done to get where he is today. So if that's your mindset, let me break something down for you. White privilege does not equal life privilege, and I'll give you an example of that. If someone is born into a lot of money, they're born with a privilege of wealth. They're born with an automatic advantage over people who have less money than them. Does that mean that they're never going to struggle or go through hardships? No! If their family member dies, they're still going to mourn. It just means that they're never going to struggle because of their money, and they're never going to know what it's like to struggle because of money. In the same way, if a person is born white, they're born with a privilege of race. They're born with an automatic advantage over people of color. Does that mean they're never going to struggle? No. Does that mean they're never going to have to work for anything? No. It simply means that they're never going to struggle because of their race, and they're never going to understand what it's like to struggle because of their race. That's it. So basically, if white people are failing and struggling... It's because everyone struggles. Everyone fails. Everyone has hardships. But when a black person fails, it's because there's systematic oppression that's holding them down. There's all these things in place that don't allow them to be successful. But they can't just be part of the everyone who's failing too. Yeah. We kind of talked about this last week with LeBron's school. LeBron's school, none of the kids can pass math. Yeah. And it's, oh, is that because of racism or is that because no one taught those kids anything up until they got into eighth grade where they had to do somewhat harder math. Yeah. Uh, and then she she writes, she says these caveats about like, no, it doesn't mean anything. Like it, there, it doesn't mean you don't struggle and whatever. Then why do you keep bringing it up? Yeah. Are you just obsessed with how mistreated black people are in America? Because this girl is probably at the age where she's getting ready to apply and get into colleges. And she might see the uh, black classmate with the way lower ACT score getting yeah. into a, her number one school choice and while she goes to you know state school or falls behind. And she basically just makes excuses for any black failure is just because of racism. Yeah. It can't be because of culture or how the person was raised or how the person, you know, how seriously the person took school. Yeah. It's all because of race for them. And that grading voice arguing with your dad at the dinner table about privilege. Like clearly she just got out of like a talk about this and had to go rant to the social media who will tell her she's right. Yeah. Not the dad who puts the roof over your head and, you know, takes care of you. And then it struggled greatly to do it. You know, made sacrifices his whole life. Dad could have had a bass boat. Mm -hmm. Dad could have had a bass boat. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on to urban decay before we get too depressed. All right, Urban Decay. Let's see what's going on in our cities. Uh, in the background here, we just have a quick shot of San Francisco. Everyone's on fentanyl and bent over and about to die. Got that fold, that fentanyl fold. That butt up fentanyl fold. I think if you, we need a new rule where if you see someone with that fold, you can just kick them over. Yeah, that's a good idea. So that, that would at least boost morale. Yeah. You know, you can bully the fentanyl addicts who are making your city worse and then stealing when the fentanyl wears off. Yeah. So you can at least take a little revenge. They're, they're not really people. And if they're asleep, you can take their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> if they're asleep and awake and standing up, you can take their shit. Absolutely. Uh, then there's like this street rat guy who's got open wounds from bad drank. Yeah. So he's like rotting out. Uh, and then there's the Roosevelt Hotel, which is still being overrun. There's uh, It's full of illegals. And then there's in the street tons more who are waiting to get processed, I guess. There was a tweet from some lady who says, the scene at the Roosevelt Hotel is heartbreaking. Everything is needed. Food, water, wet wipes, gift cards, fans, sunscreen, 46 in Vanderbilt. Helping to welcome new New Yorkers takes minutes and means so much. New New Yorkers. New York. <laughs> that don't look like New Yorkers to me. That's New York. These people are from Congo yeah, and Venezuela. And they're all men. They're all 18 to 30-year-old men. Yeah. They'll be, hey, you'll see them. They'll be committing petty crimes. They'll be in the police blotter. They'll be in the mugshot picks. So, you know. Why don't you go deliver those goods at uh, 12 o'clock at night? 
What? Why don't you go stop by with all the, the girl? Oh, in the yeah, yeah. Go stop by with all the products for them at 12 o'clock at night. Yeah, see how that goes. Exactly. These men who haven't seen a woman in 12 days because they travel with in packs with each other. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're not liable to do any sexual assault in a culture. They have no idea how it works. You know, yeah, they're good. Exactly. And there was a uh, what meme. Can, what can we even take from Congo? I, like I think if Cobalt we, or yeah, the, the natural resources, <laughs> minerals, yeah. uh, uranium ore, yeah, cobalt, stuff like that. probably a pretty good cobalt. That's bash. what we could take from that. Um, I think even some of the best scientists in the Congo, it'd be like, no, just stay there. You you can help Congo. Yeah. You don't need to come and you know, there's nothing. Exactly. The more that they send their most capable men, the less likely they are to repair their problems over time. And you know who comes in? You know, American colonialism is over. European colonialism is mostly over. You know who comes in and rules with an iron fist at the cobalt mines? China. China comes. Russia. China, they're not very, they don't play by those nice Western rules where we care about your human rights. They just, they say, oh yeah. And you know what, actually (laughs) China's brilliant because they do things like they'll, do a lease or something and they'll say, oh, we'll run this cobalt mine with your labor and they'll do a deal where it's like, if we don't produce X amount of cobalt, then we own it after five years. And it's always like a predatory deal that these Africans are getting smoked on. Yeah. And then, oh, where do the refugees go? Do they go to China? No. They go to China? No. They come to New York. They come to the Roosevelt Hotel, baby. It's an anti-West parlay from China. Exactly. And the fentanyl, too, that we just played. So it's all China, baby. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And who suffers? Who suffers? Not not, uh, the mayor of New York. Not Eric Adams. Yep. He doesn't get sucker punched on the subway. The taxpayers. You do. And there was a meme that kind of went around um, relating to this. John Doyle posted this on his uh, Instagram. It was a Joseph McCarthy quote. And it said, if liberals were merely stupid, the laws of probability would dictate that at least some of their decisions would serve America's interests. Like accidentally. You know? So something's up where everything they do is so anti-American. It's anti-white American, anti-white guy who's been here for multiple generations. You know, you can't assume good intent at this point from what we're seeing. Uh, And then obviously everyone in the Roosevelt Hotel, you know, there's nice Americans who would probably want to spend a night at the Roosevelt Hotel who can't even afford it because they have $400 in their bank account. Like a free visit to the, one of the greatest cities on earth, formerly maybe, you know, on its way here. But here's what our New Yorkers are up to. This guy rents uh, uh, an apartment in New York and he's basically living in the subway station. This is my bed where I sleep every night, and this is the uh, Myrtle Broadway station. I was hoping it worked well. During the day, I just turn music up at night, just uh, wait for it to So, yeah, he pays 2500 bucks a month probably to live there. He could use a night at the Roosevelt Hotel. I bet he'd sleep peacefully at the Roosevelt, <laughs> yeah. you know? And then it's also this kind of perverse incentive where the hotel lobby has kind of a good impact on New York, right? Like, obviously, the hotels and tourism, it's a huge industry to visit, you know, one of the greatest cities in America. And these hotel lobbies are like, yeah, you know, well, we'll take it. We'll take the uh, a little negotiated rate and at 100% percent capacity and sell out for the next three months. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. I'm happy to do that. I'm a business owner, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So these perverse incentives, who's the one, like these kind of people can be somewhere just, obviously they shouldn't even be in America, Yeah. but do they need to be in the most expensive zip code? Like on in the Eastern seaboard, They're like midtown Manhattan. Yeah. That's where you have to that's, go. That's the hotel you choose. <laughs> so it's just insane. Um, I like to see it. Eric Adams, obviously with, these are the ones who voted for the sanctuary city, so you can't feel too bad for them. But I do feel bad for the average guys who are conservative, work in finance, work in you know some. It's hard in New York. I know your rent is twice as expensive and more than anywhere else in the country. Your taxes are high. The cost of living is brutal. All the food and everything costs so much. Yeah. And then the Roosevelt Hotel. And it's like there's an argument to be made where if your taxes are high, it may be worth it if you're getting an equal amount of awesome public services back, right? Oh, yeah, the taxes are high, but the subway's free. It's the best public transportation system in America, and uh, it's the safest city because we have cops. And Grand Central Park or, or uh, Central, Central Park, Park yeah. is is freaking awesome. It's one of the best things ever. But no, 
they they funnel off your tax money to babysit third worlders who shouldn't even be in this country in the first place. So everyone's doing drugs in the street, the crime, everything is through the roof. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the shoplifter uh, hit with a stick from the Sikhs. Yeah, this is the big video of the week. Shout uh, out to the Sikhs. Shout out to the Sikhs in uh, 7-Eleven here. So this guy is just emptying the entire nicotine section, cigarettes and blunt wraps. All the good stuff to feed your family. Yeah. He's loading up the 60-gallon trash can. Looks good. Nobody's stopping him. Hey, let me get a switch Can I get a strip? Hey, hey, he's pretending he's got a gun. Let me get a switch. He's bluffing with a gun. Fake gun. Hey, just let him go. There's nothing you can do. And the guy filming says, there's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. It's like, they're not going to do nothing. You just have to just... Friend, you have insurance? You have insurance. There's nothing you can do. You have insurance? You're just going to let him go. Does you have insurance? No, this is, it, it hurts you. God damn. I know you can do that. No hustle, you know? You He's do, taking man. his time stealing in front of everybody. Nothing you can do, man. So police come on. There's nothing you can do. Hey, hey no, you, hey, don't. Hey. Nothing you can do, man. Don't do that. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. Why not do that? Yeah, do that. There's something you can do. I love it. Shout out to the Sikhs. There's nothing you can do. Nothing you can do. Well, you do that. No, there's tons you can do. Yeah. And the problem with the situation is the progressives, they're on the side of the criminal. So they think that there's going to be, if there's a victim in the situation, it needs to be the Sikhs who own the business. Yep. The, the victim doesn't need to be the criminal for some reason. And then in this situation, obviously, they flipped it. They just beat that guy up. And hit him with a stick. Now he's the victim. And now he's the victim. And then, like, I think progressive, progressives would say, oh, they went a little too far with that. Yeah. They didn't need to do that. Frankly, this is the only language someone like this knows. Immediate physical pain yeah. when you're trying to do a crime. There's no – this guy's not doesn't fear getting arrested two weeks later. He doesn't fear, uh, you know, getting caught with a giant trash bag full of cigarettes and then getting arrested. He doesn't fear anything, you know? No. The cops are too nice. They're handcuffed. They're, oh, we got rules. We get sued. We get this. This is the only language he understands, getting beaten immediately after a wrong action. Yeah, and I think that works. There's 100%. no reason those Sikhs should be the victim. That guy should be the victim. Exactly. You break the law. You're behind the thing. You're stealing everyone's shit. Yeah. You get beat up real bad. There was a, uh, a tweet about um, George Floyd Square. I saw, hold on, before we go this, I saw uh, someone saying, like, uh, North Africans beating a sub-Saharan, a tale as old as time or something. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. It's like an ageless battle. Yeah. And then there's that uh, tweet um, from yeah. the Washington Examiner, I believe. And it said, Black-owned businesses in George Floyd Square said they are in desperate need of help from the police. The businesses are struggling to stay open due to rampant crime. Who could have guessed? Shocker. George Floyd Square. That's where all the crime is. Uh, the last piece, you of know, those uh, Scandinavians who mainly immigrated to Minnesota long ago yeah. because it kind of reminded them of Scandinavia, the cold weather. They're still in everyone's shit. They're they're avid shoplifters. There's right. never been peace in Minneapolis <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> until the Somalis got there and started yeah. regulating. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, the last clip of uh, Urban Decay, the shoplifters in Beverly Hills. Stealing from the Gucci store, running out. They got it. They got it. Everyone watches. Needed a couple Sikhs there. Yeah, exactly. Those, those Sikhs, that was the now use can't leave moment, too. Yeah. That was like, they're like, all right, fill up the trunk or the bag. Yep. Now use can't leave. Moving on, out of urban decay, and we are getting into uplifting gold. We can't get too down. We can't get too depressed. We have some uplifting gold. 
Uh, let's do the backwards baseball. But this guy's up at bat in a softball league. He's facing backwards. Looks weird. Never seen this. Wham. He's got it in him. A reverse home run. There's still hope. Yeah. Still a, it's still a lovely world out there. That's very uplifting. I'd be happy if I saw that. Let's go to the sand shot, uh, the bunker shot from this guy. Everyone plays golf and sucks, right? You've probably been in the bunker a few times, Rat Boy. Yep. Can't get out. Hacking away. He's buried. <laughs> he does the baseball Please swing. Do Please do it. Please do it. Oh, my God. Oh, my Feels God. good. See, it's uplifting. This thing is to celebrate. You can be with your boys out in a nice summer day, drinking Arnold Palmer. Foursome. Nothing better. Drink a couple beers. Knock that in. Um, let's go to the Beatles slow motion. This is a beautiful thing. This there's, is nature. There's beauty in sports. There's beauty in camaraderie. And there's beauty in nature. Exactly. That's why it's uplifting. Look at this. He's Look. got the little wings. And he flies like a little bug alien, alien thing. That's cool, right? Yeah, that's what aliens are. That's aliens, yeah. Alien technology. Yep. Um, let's go to the rat in the restaurant. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Let go. Hell no. They, Caught they the rat. Ran oh, it out. Let, let go. Get shit. They used to it. Yeah. That's bad. No, that's a good grab. I don't know. I don't it's know like your restaurant, and it's like you're, you're so scared of the rat in the restaurant that you just grab the rat. That's how much you need to get the rat out and you don't care about what happens. I think I that leads that. well, I think that shows experience on rat grabbing, the way he handled that. Mm. So that kind of means it's not his first time. That's a good point. Um, let's go to the kid flicking off the camera. This is funny. He knows what that means. That's a cute kid. Yeah. Um, and now let's go to... You're condoning that? Yeah, that's funny. That's right. Americana. Okay, yeah, you're right. Um, Behind your mom's back, literally. Yeah, she wouldn't allow it. Uh, now what about the orthodontist? This one had me. Dr. Jones is going to make his grand entrance for you. Which door do you think he's going to come through? Uh, the left one. Purple? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's find out. So, I, you know, I was going to say this guy's a pussy and a loser, and it's, like, gay. <laughs> but I decided not to. All right. And that's why it's an uplifting. I was going to roast that guy. He's doing a Jim Carrey bit. I was going to say how you shouldn't make your identity like a bit character that someone else did. Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura. You got to forge your own path. People do that with Austin Powers, too. Yeah, yeah. baby. And it's like you're kind of just doing someone else's bit that's already been done and left. Mm -hmm. um, and I was going to say that this orthodontist shoes. is. Yeah. And he's gay. It's kind of just like a gay bit. But I, I'm not going to. Yeah. I don't want to just swing on someone for nothing. He takes his job seriously. It's important to go to the dentist. Yeah. So let's not spiral over that. Yeah. Anything else that you were going to say, though, just to get it out? Or I was going to say, I was going to, once he did the thing, and I was going to go, what a pussy. <laughs> I was going to go, what a loser. This guy is doing that. He's waiting up in the elevator for the kid to pick the uh, wrong door. Man. Yeah, he's, so. got the, he's got the bit planned where he makes you guess a door and he comes down a thing that you never thought. Yeah. I guess that only works once. When they come to refit your braces, you don't do it again. Like, yeah, so. which door? It's like top one. Top one. He's coming down again. With um, the stupid song and the light-up shoes. <laughs> so we can't uh, fully roast that guy. Yeah, but we we very much want to. Yeah. You know, He's an orthodontist. He's a good guy. I'm sure he'd be a great neighbor. But, yeah. you know, yeah, he's acting up. That was a little... Heavy-handed. A little something. A little heavy-handed, but a little light in the Timberlands. Yeah, a little light in the boots. Exactly. All right. Uh, Lil Baby, is that the rapper's name? Yeah, Lil Baby. Lil Baby, he went to um, a store. Foot Locker type Foot shit. Locker, and he bought everyone back-to-school stuff. In Atlanta, everyone's there to see him, and he bought the whole store a bunch of, uh, everyone in the store a bunch of stuff for back-to-school. So that's great. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, that's very nice of him. Good for him. That's good stuff. Yeah. And then that's the end of the show.
That's the end of uplifting. Anything you want to add? Uh, no, we speed through uplifting, you know? You have to. We, yeah, you kind of do. We got to keep this thing. The close. show's not about uplifting gold, but we have to balance it out, right? Exactly. Well, that's the end of the show. Make sure you guys download the Pulse Plus app. You can watch the show on there. You can watch Bonus Line on there. You can watch uh, all different kinds of video content. Q&As. And then also um, the National Pulse. All their articles are there, too. It's a great app. Uh, Android is coming soon. Get on there. Five-star reviews. This is our last non... This is our last business shout-out. That's us. Okay. So this week's business shout-out that we're going to do, which we're going to pick back up next Friday... Uh, but this week is the, the Pulse Plus app is the business. So if you guys are the ones who are commenting, leaving great reviews for people and getting, you know, helping people juice their algos for their small businesses, for Patriots, let's use that energy this week for the Pulse Plus app. Let's get that downloaded. Five-star review. Send me screenshots. It goes a long way. We appreciate it. Anything else want to add? No, nothing for me. Have a nice weekend, everybody. We'll see you on Tuesday. Make sure you watch Tuesday's episode if you need to catch up. Catch up on all the old episodes as well, twice a week now. That's how we do it. All right. Another Focus Talks to the Books. Thank you guys for watching. Like, share, subscribe, all the good stuff. Uh, the app. Get the app. See you at the next one. America.